Paul has on Cannon Wright. Have a good one. See ya. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The top stories. British teen Emma Raducanu wins the US Open, becoming the first qualifier to win a major tennis title. There's also a win in the boys' doubles for Hong Kong or Coleman Wong. Fujian province reports 20 cases of COVID-19 and the US marks the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. 18-year-old Emma Raducanu of Britain has won the US Open at Flushing Meadows, beating Leila Fernandez of Canada 6-4, 6-3. Raducanu, the first qualifier in the Open era to win a major tennis title, didn't drop a set in the whole tournament. She spoke highly of Fernandez, who is just a year older. Yeah, of course, Leila's always going to play great tennis and always going to fight. That's just the competitor she is. And um, I think just staying in the moment, focusing on what I had to do and my process and the mindset just really helps in those tough times. And Hong Kong's Coleman Wong has won the US Open boys doubles. The 17-year-old and his French partner Max Westphal beat Vyacheslav Bielinski of Ukraine and Peter Nesterov of Bulgaria by two sets to one. The mainland's National Health Commission has reported 20 new locally transmitted cases of COVID-19 in Fujian province. There were also 26 imported cases, with 11 coming from Yunnan, 6 from Guangdong, 3 from Shanghai, 2 from Inner Mongolia and 1 each from Tianjin, Liaoning, Fujian and Henan. A man in his 20s is among seven people who died in New South Wales from COVID over the last 24-hour reporting period. Australia's most populous state, which is battling an outbreak of the highly infectious Delta variant, also reported 1,262 new cases. The state's chief health officer, Dr Kerry Chant, listed those who died. A man in his 20s from Western Sydney, a woman in her 40s from Southwestern Sydney, a woman in her 50s from Southwestern Sydney, a man in his 50s from Western Sydney, a man in his 70s from Southwestern Sydney, a man in his 80s from Southwestern Sydney, and a woman in her 80s from Southwestern Sydney. Sombre ceremonies have taken place in the United States to mark the 20th anniversary of the September 11 attacks in New York, Washington and Pennsylvania. President Biden visited all three sites where planes hijacked by al-Qaeda Islamists crashed, killing nearly 3,000 people. In remarks to reporters in Pennsylvania, he said it wasn't easy to commemorate such devastating events. These memorials are really important, but they're also incredibly difficult for the people who are affected by it. Because it brings back the moment you got the phone call. It brings back that instant you got the news. Mr. Biden also said he stood by his recent decision to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan, the country where al-Qaeda had planned the 9-11 attacks. 70% of American people think it was time to get out of Afghanistan and spending all that money. But the flip of it is, they didn't like the way we got out. But it's hard to explain to anybody how else could you get out. The previous president, Donald Trump, did not take part in the formal events, but during an appearance in New York, he criticised the the withdrawal of US troops from Afghanistan. Al-Qaeda's media arm has released a new video message in which its leader, Ayman al-Zawahiri, primarily criticises Arab governments which have normalised ties with Israel. He briefly mentions the 9-11 attacks. The latest event he mentions, an attack on Russian forces in Raqqa province by Syrian militants, happened last January. 
The leader and founder of Peru's Shining Path rebel group, Abimal Guzman, has died in prison at the age of 86. In the 1980s and 90s, the Maoist group waged a ruthless struggle against the Peruvian state that killed nearly 70,000 people. The BBC's Alex Fritzen reports. Abimael Guzman was Peru's most wanted man when he was captured in 1992. Inspired in part by China's Chairman Mao, he believed that a rapid and violent revolution was needed to destroy Peru's government, make the country's rural peasants politically conscious and bring them to power. Funding for his rebel movement's campaign of bombings and assassinations came in part from its links with the drugs trade. He was convicted on terrorism charges and sentenced to life imprisonment in a maximum security jail. Police have arrested 21 people in Central on suspicion of illegal street gambling and violating public gathering restrictions. Robert Kemp has more. The force said the group had been arrested on Murray Road near Chater Gardens at about 10.30pm and that they've been detained for further questioning. Officers seized three sets of playing cards and a small amount of money. Those arrested were aged between 32 and 68. They were also handed fixed penalty notices for breaching the public gathering ban. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says he's optimistic that economic growth can meet the government's targets, provided the epidemic remains under control. Last month, the administration raised annual growth targets to between 5.5 and 6.5 percent. But Mr Chan said the economic rebound had been uneven, with catering and retail doing well and tourism and aviation under pressure. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says she is aware that local youths have been accused of inciting opposition to the central government and lacking national identity. She made the comment at a consultation session for her policy address next month. Mrs Lam said there was a need for everyone to return to the origins of the one country, two systems principle. That's having one country as the basis, but not forgetting that Hong Kong also has its own system and advantages. She said the government had to work harder on youth education so that young people could have better social social and national concepts and values. The head of the international nuclear watchdog, the IAEA, is holding talks in Tehran today to try to ease tension over Iran's nuclear activities. It's Rafael Grossi's first visit since the new hardline hardline president, Ibrahim Raisi, took over last month. Here's the BBC's Caroline Hawley. The visit comes at a time of growing alarm in Western capitals about Iran's nuclear program. Tehran began violating the terms of an international deal curbing its uranium enrichment after Donald Trump pulled out of the agreement and reimposed sanctions. Efforts to resurrect the deal have so far failed and Iran has not agreed to calls from the West to resume talks. The IAEA is now concerned about its ability to properly monitor Iran's nuclear activities. It wants its inspectors to be given urgent access to equipment that keeps track of uranium enrichment. And it wants an explanation from Tehran of traces of uranium found at some undeclared sites. The Kurdish authorities in northern Iraq say the international airport at Erbil has been attacked by a drone carrying explosives. There are no reports of casualties or damage. United States forces operate at the airport and an American consulate is close by. The US has blamed previous attacks on militias linked to Iran. A film about illegal abortions in 1960s France has won the main Golden Lion Prize at the Venice Film Festival. Audrey Diwan, who directed Happening, explained her motivation in her acceptance speech. I wanted Happening to be an experience. I wanted to try to make the journey uh, in the skin of this young woman to see 
if we might do this journey. Um, on the set, I was always thinking, let's not look at Anne, but let's be Anne. Cristiano Ronaldo scored twice on his return to Manchester United in a 4-1 win over Newcastle, which takes them to the top of the English Premier League. The 36-year-old had nothing but praise for the fans. I have to appreciate uh, the fans, what they did to me today. Uh, I'm just so, so proud for that, but uh, the most important is it's to win. Manchester United's manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was delighted with the win. So happy for him, so happy for the team, so happy for the supporters. You can, you, you've sensed the atmosphere around the club since uh, Cristiano signed and of course today could have easily been an anticlimax. The expectations were high, but he's uh, delivered again the boy, old man. So Manchester United head the Premier League on goals scored. Chelsea are second after a 3-0 win at home to Aston Villa. Bernardo Silva was on target for Manchester City, who went third with their 1-0 success at Leicester. Mikel Arteta said he'd been through the best spell of his professional career as Arsenal opened their account at the fourth time of asking a 1-0 win at home to Norwich City, who remain without a point. After three defeats, uh, things get complicated. I must say that it's been the best 10 or 14 days in my professional career. I wouldn't say it's the easiest, but it's been the best. Because in difficult moments is when you see the people you work with, when you see the level of organization that we have, and as well the fans that we have. Because they were ready today to suffer and all give, give, give to the players. And uh, thank you so much to them. To end the news, the top stories once again. British teen Emma Raducanu wins the US Open, becoming the first qualifier to win a major tennis title. There's also a win in the Hong boys' doubles for Hong Konger Coleman Wong. Fujian province reports 20 cases of COVID-19, and the US marks the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. And for the weather, it will be very hot with sunny periods in the afternoon, mainly cloudy tonight, isolated showers and thunderstorms, moderate westerly winds, and there will be swells. The temperature is currently 33 degrees and the humidity at 68%. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new colour, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.
name's Bill. I live just across the street. Yeah, that's right over there. No, no, not that house. The one next to it with the extra flower bed. Oh, and here's all your papers from the last few days. They were just piling up on the driveway where the whole neighborhood could see them. Not that that's a problem, of course, but that and the grass being a little overgrown might give someone the impression you were out of town and you wouldn't want that. I've got to be going shortly to another class I've been attending. I just, uh, uh, no, 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 not pottery or anything like that. It's uh, an anger management class, actually. And speaking of that very class, they've been emphasizing finding some common ground with people before you confront them to avoid becoming violent, you know? Well, actually, we do have a few things in common. Here, could you take these papers? They're getting my suit wet. And as I was saying, we do live on the same cul-de-sac. That's common ground. And I believe we actually have the same house plan, except the reverse. Your garage is on the left and mine's on the... No, it wasn't me that dialed 911 at 6.31 p.m. Wednesday about your son's noisy rock band. Anyway, it's about your dog. And, of course, about our garbage and some of the neighbor's garbage cans. No, I'm sorry, it is your dog who's been strewing garbage around the block. And I have digital evidence complete with red-eye reduction, which I will email to you to prove that it is, in fact, your dog. Now, I have to warn you that I have a black belt in karate, too, and I certainly don't mind using it if necessary. No, not on you, ma'am. On your stinking...